Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott. Joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Hilton. Josh, my friend, Sony are being sued to the tune of five billion pounds. That is a lot of Willy Wonka chocolate bars, Scott Tilford. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> that is every single Freddo in the world. Um, so this is the lawsuit that's doing the rounds on the likes of the BBCs, the Sky Newsers, whatever. Even my mum got in touch to let me know that it was happening. Thanks, mum. Um, I was wondering that it was going down. Um, this is the idea that we are all due compensation because of how much Sony have been overcharging for their games. So far, the lawsuit is taking place in the UK, but we'll break lots of th different things down because um, there is also a version of this that got thrown out the window back in June um, this year. Um, but like I said, we'll break all this stuff down. There's some parallels to the um, Apple and Epic lawsuit in regards to just how much of a market share those companies have and how much of a cut they take from each individual um, store listing. Yes. Um, which is, like I said, is some parallels that are being made. Um, but the core of the story itself is that Sony are being sued by claims company Resolver led by X, which UK's Alex Neal, apparently a big old deal in the uh, consumer claims uh, space. Um, and so, yeah, over the idea that they charge too much to list and sell PlayStation games. The idea being that Sony take a 30% cut of every game sold on the PlayStation Store, which Neil says is in breach of the UK's competition law. Neil reckons that Sony have overcharged by as much as £5 billion across DLC sales since 2016, which means that average compensation per player is estimated to be between £67 and £562 per player if this goes through. Now, I don't think this will go through. There's more stuff to break down, but yeah. what's your initial reaction? My initial reaction is it's interesting how over the past few years this idea of a publisher taking a 30% cut mm. or around there has been brought into contention and has led to either the filing of or the actual kind of you know meat and potatoes of a lawsuit mm. you know you mentioned Epic versus Apple previously and that was around a similar idea of you know the platformer holder taking a cut and forcing up the prices for the competition due to a, a, a potential or an alleged um, monopoly mm -hmm. and it's interesting to see kind of like Sony fall under this, uh, under these allegations, when this thirty percent cut is, as far as I'm aware, kind of standard across the board, whether yes. you're on Microsoft or whether you're on Nintendo consoles as well. Yeah. So that's the thing too, and that was my immediate reaction to this, Mum, was that <laughs> the idea that it was shared across the industry. Um, so yes, like Josh said, this percentage is the same as the likes of Xbox, as Steam, as Apple. They all take thirty percent cuts. Epic don't, um, as the fallout of their um, overall lawsuit. So I'll get back to Epic in a bit, and they take a twelve percent cut um, unless they decide to buy your game and then it goes up to I think 22 or 25 percent um, but like you said it's an industry standard percentage it's not something that is brand new um, and so um, as much as Neil says that um, Sony's current position means that they are abusing their position and ripping off their consumers um, Eurogamer have contacted virtual legalities Rick Hogue dude that's quickly becoming gaming's lawyer yeah um, cool dude like dude seems like he knows his stuff um, Hogue provided six reasons as to uh, why the whole lawsuit won't go through and I'll very quickly run these down um, kind of paraphrasing the guy here um, 
Um, first, you have the issue that each individual microtransaction was voluntarily made at the price offered. Second, the prices largely mirrored those across the industry at the time. Third, the 30% cut is also mirrored by other market participants at the time, like we just said. Um, fourth, although the 30% argument mirrors epics in the Apple... Apple? Apple? Apple versus Apic. Um, <laughs> fourth, although the 30% argument mirrors epics in Epic versus Apple, you have a lot of language in that case attempting to distinguish console markets. Fifth, there's no indication that a change to the 30% cut would actually affect the bottom line uh, when it comes to consumer-facing pricing. Um, Eurogamer mentioned that you just need to look at the Epic Game Store to realize that, like I said. Right. Um, their cuts are lower, but their RRP is the same. You're still paying full price for those games. Um, so the idea that changing the cut on the um, storefront side would affect how much we pay is not really the case. Um, and sixth, because the 30% was established before any market-controlling position, you have an issue establishing that it was an anti-competitive price. Right. And you certainly have been doing this for a while. DLC right. prices have been in, in place since 2016. Many other competitors are doing it. So there's a lot of factors going up um, in Sony's favor. Um, Hug did say that um, digital pricing politics are a big deal um, and are a huge interest to legislators, especially across Europe. Um, but, um, there are, and there might be other factors to be um, put in here. But this feels like a very interesting conversation in regards to, you know, how affordable gaming has become over time. The idea that Sony and various third parties are charging £70 or $70 um, for premium titles and that whole conversation around whether gaming itself is overpriced, whether yes. you do spend too much for the games that you get. I understand why this is massively taken off. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a lot of the microtransaction lawsuits that did the rounds and um, where many small law firms will sort of just file a claim, file something that says, we're suing you for this, and it blows up and says, oh my God, EA are being sued over microtransactions, which they are. Um, but whether it goes further than that initial announcement of the claim uh, being filed, totally. um, that's up in the air right now. I think at the very least, you know, whether or not this uh, holds water in court or whether it even goes to court, you know, it'll get people talking about digital game prices, which mm. for a long time have always felt a little bit skewed because yeah. of kind of what of a lot of the language here says, you know, it, why is the online storefront, which doesn't cut in, you know, kind of mom and pops retailers, <laughs> why is that the same as or if if not more than the price of games in store. Like that always felt a little bit off and obviously there was a lot of backlash against that but that became the norm. Mm -hmm. But as we move into the digital age and we predominantly buy digital games now compared yeah. to, you know, retail box games, like that conversation is only be going to become louder. Mm -hmm. So I think even if this doesn't go to court, it'll get people thinking, oh yeah, why are we paying such a high markup on digital games when for no perceived extra value? Like you're not getting and the, the disc, the case, the pressing. It reminds me of a lot of CD sales. It reminds me of the music industry, that whole idea that a CD itself is worth like 20 pence. It's the licensing fees and the artist deals and everything else that make that CD worth money. I'm referencing CDs, Josh Brown, <laughs> in 2022, but I remember the music industry having this conversation across the 2000s when the likes of Spotify, Napster, whatever, were getting off the ground and the idea of how the distribution worked in regards to revenue there. It feels like gaming is having its same moment in that regard. Um, overall, though, it's a worthwhile conversation, like you said, to have um, under the idea of not necessarily Sony having a monopoly on the market but digital sales having a monopoly on how you actually access games overall yeah. it was one of the reasons why I bought the um, the disc based PS5 barely bought a PlayStation 5 on disc but I want the option to get stuff pre-owned I want the option to sell stuff and um, if I don't want to play it anymore um, that is an interesting um, dichotomy though because a lot of people bought a PlayStation 5 with a disc thing disc tray yes um, however um, Sony released a whole report there was a whole industry report doing the rounds last month that it was like 85 or 90% of nearly all game sales are now digital yep. so we're not really making the most of those discs anyway um, and it's kind of going to be on us like literally the consumer to um, police the um, the storeholders the storefronts and everything else to make sure they're not overcharging and they're not taking too much of a cut when if they're the only game in town they can charge whatever they want. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I think that's why this lawsuit has kind of arrived now. I mm. think in the language of uh, the kind of like the statements that have come out, they've mentioned that now with the kind of PlayStation 5 having a digital only version mm. and with digital sales being so high up, now is the time to kind of like look into this stuff. Yeah. And what I find interesting in the kind of legalities of this claim is whether or not Sony does have a monopoly. Like, I don't think, obviously, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not here to say one <laughs> way or another. Funny that, isn't it? If I was, 
was a lawyer, I'd imagine I was like a Jimmy McGill style lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. But the interesting thing is, does Sony have a monopoly on kind of digital output? Mm. That was a similar accusation, if I recall, uh, leveled at Steam, where I felt yes. it kind of maybe held a little bit more water considering just how much of a market share Steam has. Mm. But when you look at the console space combined with the kind of mobile and uh, PC space, like does Sony have that much of a foothold to um, kind of describe it as a monopoly like mm. this uh, wording states. I think that's going to be the stickler of whether it does go through or whether it's kind of thrown out. Yeah, which like Hoax says is one of the hardest claims to make when uh, when everyone is doing this. Like Xbox is taking 30%, Apple, Steam, whatever. Um, Nintendo wouldn't mention in a lot of these reports, but I mean, they've been charging. There's that whole thing about you know Nintendo premium pricing. Even games from a few yeah. years ago, Mario Odyssey is still um, £60 or £50. They're still full price. Um, so there's that whole thing of if we're going to start talking about overcharging for games depreciation over time um, and that idea of how much a game is worth I think that's a very thorny conversation to have yeah. um, I do like the potential idea of um, this suit being brought about obviously because of the consumer but also because of the developers that was what um, Epic tried to hang a lot of their stuff on which very really didn't work the whole idea of like um, you know just tiny little developers just trying to make games <laughs> and you're taking so much of their money away um, the idea of lowering the bar to being able to get a game on a storefront um, that's interesting and you know making a career out of gaming and getting off the ground and all that kind of stuff how much that goes against just how much money they then take from you when you're on that storefront yeah. um, that's an interesting conversation um, there was a whole thing uh, very recently about Sony changing the algorithm uh, in terms of how much their new uh, new releases um, is represented like for, right. for the longest time um, the PlayStation storefront has showed you the likes of Jumping Taco or Jumping Cheeseburger what was that really bad one wasn't it like the life of uh, Black Tiger or something <laughs> well okay even that was in 3D in fact right. I had a team of people making it um, for the longest time uh, until very recently the Sony's uh, new releases were entirely based on what was literally just posted to the storefront which only benefited shovelware and people putting whatever they wanted on that storefront um, but like I said you don't want to lower the bar too much or at least you want to make sure you're still vetting what goes on there but the idea of how much money Sony, Xbox, whoever take from those devs is an interesting conversation so there is a wing of this that is on behalf of the creatives themselves 100% and again for as much as you know I didn't necessarily buy what Epic was selling when they no. took the lawsuit to Apple that is a very kind of emotive and sympathetic side to be on because obviously yeah. you know when you have all of these stories about you know developers being laid off QA testers not being treated well you want more of the money that you're spending on these games mm -hmm. to go to the developers but whether or not that would be the case even with the markdown is uh, you know yet to be seen <laughs> because even if like more money went to the developers there's nothing saying no, there's nothing to say that the developers will then feed that back into the workers you know Activision no. makes record profits and then lays off like hundreds of people you know like this is just the kind of system that's 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 in and I don't know if even if this claim did go through mm. that would fix it but at least like you mentioned it's getting people talking about it it's getting people to kind of like think about the realities of where the money is going well and whether that should be happening yes the, the really juicy part of this and the reason that it's taken off and the reason my mum messaged me and um, was the idea of, of every single one of us getting some compensation like I said it's a UK based claim and there was a US version of this thrown out back in June this year um, but the idea that each of you could be entitled to some sort of compensatory reward. We see those kind of adverts on TV all the time, um, but the idea that you are owed money, that you have been ripped off, they're very juicy um, you know, things to lead with in regards to this story. And I wonder just how much uh, Resolver themselves are now in the news. It, only, it benefits them right. tenfold um, by filing this claim. It gets their name out there. Um, I mean, we've been talking about Resolver and, and Alex Neal infinitely more than we ever did yesterday um, or many times before. So I think that side of it is very interesting as well. It's a very sensationalist story, or it can be, um, in terms of how it's represented, hence the fact 
fact that so many different news outlets have dove on it, yeah. as have we, um, hence whatever title we give this. Um, but I think that it is an interesting conversation. Um, if you bring it all the way back to just how much money it feels like you fork out on the daily to keep up with gaming, if that could be lowered or that could be measured out differently, yeah. then that's a net positive eventually. I mean, yeah, just getting away from the actual legalities of the lawsuit for a second, you know, it's funny that Sony is kind of in the crosshairs here because mm. Sony's pricing model specifically over the past year, or since they launched the PS5, has come over under the most scrutiny, I think, especially yeah. the decision, like you mentioned, to launch their premium first-party titles at £70, <laughs> which is a pretty major hike. Mm-hmm. And all of the messaging was, well, there's such high quality that you'll want to pay that much, they're worth that much. However, people have kind of responded to the likes of The Last of Us Part 1 being announced with trepidation <laughs> and caution and kind of questioning whether these games are worth that markup already. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of fascinating to me in comparison to Xbox, which has kind of kept the rate flat mm-hmm. and obviously has a lot of stuff on Game Pass day one that they have first party. It's like, it's a very, it's it was a bold move that I don't think has paid off, at least in the uh, kind of cultural fan consensus. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really good point as well. If you start thinking about the way that they make money overall, like Sony bringing in their PlayStation Plus, the additional tiers, the way that they're then putting games like Stray, um, giving them uh, game trials, the fact that Rollerdrome has an hour, you know, you can play Rollerdrome if you have the, t- the top tier of PlayStation Plus. All those things affect the optics of how you view value for money and how you view the brand overall. Um, and yeah, that stuff feels like something that they're just experimenting with on the Sony side, which is maybe why they've been targeted, because it feels quite messy in regards to how their revenue models have rolled out, especially across this generation. Um, let us know what you think down in the comments below, though. What are you going to spend your compensatory money on? Is it another PlayStation 5 without a disc tray <laughs> to fully give in to the model that they would like you to have? For now, though, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Scott's mom. <laughs> Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.